Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor. We talk about movies on this show, not new movies, typically movies from the past, sometimes relatively recent, sometimes classics and stuff all the way back to the 50s and 40s and whatnot. Uh, but this week is a, I mean, it feels like a recent movie, but it did dawn on me whilst watching it that it's now 15 years old, which made me feel a little bit old. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Because I feel like movies from like 2000 onwards still feel like new movies to me. You know, in, in the grand scheme of things. I, I would agree with that normally. I think this actually does feel like it's from an earlier time. Like, like maybe the, the mid-2000s, I'd say, feels like new movies because they still feel like a what I'd expect from if I went to a you know a blockbuster okay, today. Okay. Whereas this certainly feels a little bit earlier. Still, I remember going to see this. Yeah. So, like, the fact that it's well, fifteen fair. years old now is uh, a bit rough. But uh, yeah, we're going to about Spider Man, uh, the the original Sam Raimi two thousand two movie because obviously there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out uh, Spider-Man Homecomings uh, in the not too distant future so the plan is to do the first three Spider-Man movies uh, the trilogy if you will yes starting with this obviously two and three uh, coming over the next month or so and yeah go talk about them and I haven't seen any of these in about a decade something like I, I, I have not seen them I, I think I last watched them in the run up to Spider-Man 3 you know I watched them mm. all then I have not seen any of them since, which it it dawned on me the last time I watched these, slot was only just taking over Spider Man. It's only just coming <laughs> onto Spider Man. That's how long it's been. Uh, that is the writer of the current comic books, Amazing Spider Man, Dan Slott. Mm. Uh, just in case you don't follow comic books enough to know what he means by slot, but uh, yeah. The <laughs> so we're going to revisit these, but a long time since I watched them. Obviously, this was kind. Of, I mean, between this and X Men. This was the start of kind of the the superhero movie phase. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, the modern movie hero. I mean, obviously, you'd argue Iron Man with the MCU is the start of the current, the like the proper current movie phase, and in, in the sense that it's all about shared universes. You know, whereas before that, it wasn't. But this, it, it ran right into that. Like this, this is kind of where. Yeah, super- this is kind of like the the. the- the prequel to that almost. Yeah, there, there was a lot. Sure, there was a lot of missteps along that way. You had your your Daredevil, and your, your Electra, and your Ghost Riders, and your whatever. This is else. where they they really started to go right. We can sell this to the public, yeah. and, and not just you know Batman and Superman. We can sell more than that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I don't think there was any doubts before that they could sell Spider Man to the public. I think it was just a case of we have to wait until the effects can actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, th- that's fair. I think that's the thing with Spider-Man is you, you couldn't really do it until CG had gotten to a place that they could pull it off. And obviously, 2002 is when they felt they could. Uh, I think I'll just give a blanket spoiler warning right now. I, I, I don't see yeah. much worth in doing a spoiler-free section for Spider-Man. Um, you've, you've seen it, let's be honest. You've seen it. If you've not, I don't know why you've clicked on a video about it. <laughs> um, Unless you thought this was about the new one for some reason. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, maybe maybe you did, but uh, we didn't get a month or so early access to it, so... Uh, nope, you are uh, mistaken. So we were talking about Sam Raimi's 2002 Spider-Man. Um, so, I, I was having a lot of interesting thoughts. I, I remember the last time I watched these, like, I, I felt like they, they were dated, even though it, it, it was ten years ago. Like, it, or close to ten years ago. I think it may have been just maybe a year or two after. Oh yeah, uh, t- ten years ago would have been when three was coming out. Yeah. It may have been a year or two after that when I last when I last watched them, and 
I remember feeling they were a bit dated then and maybe not feeling super into them. Now, part of that might have been 3 not being as good, and obviously we'll get to that when we talk about 3, but uh, part of it also might have been, I think I saw 1 and 2 a lot, like from when they came out to about that time. Like, I feel like they were on a lot. I mm. feel like I, see, I seen 1 and 2 just fully regularly since they came out for about yeah, you know, four or five years. I think I was just kind of sick of them. Uh, so watching this again now, after a good like almost ten year gap of like kind of forgetting details and letting it be away from mm. me, and also just being used to what modern superhero movies are like, to sort of going back and looking at this, that at least offered me like a different viewpoint on it that made it a little bit more interesting than the last time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair for me. Last time I saw it, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I was I was never one of these people who were who thought this was you know like the the benchmark of of superhero movies, which you know. I know people who will still stand by Spider-Man 2 as the benchmark. Hmm. I was never as into them as that. I thought they were, you know, enjoyable, but that was that was it. To be fair, though, you, you aren't a, really into Spider-Man as a character as much, though, are you? No, no, not particularly. Yeah. Well, I do like Spider-Man. I'm, I'm a DC guy, but I do like Spider-Man. It, it's uh, not that like I dislike Spider-Man. I just never had any attachment either. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Uh, so... No, funnily enough, I think I think this movie was the first my first exposure to Spider Man. I mean, I'd heard of him, but I'd never watched a cartoon growing up like a lot of people did. It was probably mine too. I I wasn't uh, reading comics yet, so I'm pretty sure this was probably the first time I actually saw a Spider Man thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, no, uh, so. Yeah, honestly, I'm feeling relatively positive about it after watching it again. I do think it's kind of dated. It feels of its time. I think, but I, I think ultimately, I feel like it's a fairly genuine movie. Like it feels like you know, it was made by a director who wanted to make a good movie, and there's a bit of heart in it. I do think there's a lot of problems. I think there's a lot of things that does date it. Uh, I, I think some of the bigger problems are some of the, some of the big roles are miscast. Yeah, definitely. Um. Peter and Mary Jane, I think, are both miscast, especially Peter. I think Tommy Maguire yeah, was. I think he's awful. I, I think he was a terrible choice for Spider-Man. Absolutely. I, th- I think he has his moments where he's fine, uh, but it's, the only time when he's fine is when the character should be mopey because he feels mopey all the time. Uh, when he cries, it is a thing of absolute absurdity. I don't know what's going on in that face when he's crying. No, that 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 is a fair point. So. I, I just don't think he's a very good Spider-Man, frankly. Like, just no, straight I, I, don't, up, I, I just don't think he's very good at it. I, I don't think it's all on him, though. I think part no, I don't, of I don't think he's necessarily a bad actor. I mean, I, I've seen him in other stuff where I've been like, oh, it's pretty good. But what I mean is, though, is I think the script doesn't actually give him enough... Uh, like, he barely talks when he's in the suit. Do you know what I, I, I noticed, though? A lot of that is, I feel like they, they didn't know how to make him emote while in the suit, because none of it moves. None of the face moves. I don't. Uh, it's it's a problem I had with this, and yeah, and to a lesser extent, Green Goblin. At least there, they they shut off the eye thing, so you could see some of his eyes and get a little bit. With with Spider Man, they had nothing. He would just stand still Wait, I hope, and say I, something. I hope you're not implying you think the Green Goblin costume is better than the Spider Man costume. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I just mean from a sense of uh, to get the actor to emote. At least you can see his eyes in the Green Goblin one in the in the key moments. Whereas with Spider-Man, you get nothing. It is just a mask. You 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 get no sense of anything. I don't think his body language sells anything. His bo- no, body language is a fair complaint. I don't. 
I don't think the mask thing is a problem, though. I, I don't think that stops you from making wisecracks. I, no, no. I, I think it's I, more I, just... I don't, I don't remember the mask in Moten and Amazing Spider-Man, and yet he was making wisecracks. Like... I feel like they made it so the eyes moved a little bit later on, whereas here, you know, they're just very static. So yeah. it always feels very stilted in that sense to me, like when I'm watching it. You can still make wisecracks, though. I, I think it that's could. just purely a script thing. I, I don't think that's... Yeah, there's a, there's a couple here and there, but I don't think they yeah. delivered with much conviction either. It's, it's very limited. He's not the actor for that role. Like I, like I say, he's very mopey. He's constantly looks sad about the life that he's, he's got. And while Peter Parker's definitely a character who's kind of you know beat down upon, he's you know hard in his luck. It's kind of part of the character. He's always he's always wisecracking, especially when he's Spider Man, especially when he's got that yeah. mask on. It, and that that is very missing from this. Uh, so I think that's a big problem with the movie, and that, that, although it's a problem f- as a adaptation, as an adaptation, not a as a movie. yeah, I, I think as a movie on its own, it actually most of it works really well. Like in terms of everything set up for the most part, uh, it's definitely cheesy in places. I think that's where Sam Raimi kind of falls into his own trap, where he likes the cheesy yeah. side of things. Uh, the scene that really stuck out for me is just going way over the top. It's the scene when Aunt May's in the hospital and. Peter and Mary Jane are talking and she's like, oh, I've got a crush on Spider-Man. And Peter's like, oh, he asked me about you. And he delivers this monologue about her. Uh, mm. <laughs> about feeling like you're really alive or something like that. And it just... It was I'll just, be honest, I kind of tuned out about halfway through that monologue because it was going on for so long. I was like, I can't take this. It was not a believable thing that you would have said to someone else about someone. It's just far too long. It was a super long, cheesy monologue. Exactly. Um, and that, that that was pretty cringeworthy. Uh, yeah, also, here's what here's the dated element uh, that stuck out to me, and this was a, a plot dated element. Is so so Peter's motivation for going to the wrestling because he goes to you know where, where he goes he's got this like crappy version of the suit and he goes and fights Macho Man Randy Savage uh, named Bonesaw in this movie Bonesaw is ready classic right that's, that's part of the movie will never age no that's part of the movie will never age because Macho Man's being Macho Man and it's glory and Bruce Campbell is the ring announcer come on okay sure I can't argue with that come on this, this is the movie's excelling at this point but his motivation for going there is that he wants to earn money so he can buy a car to impress Mary Jane because Flash has a car. This feels straight out of the 80s, doesn't it? It does. That, that, up until this point, I was actually like, you know, watch it. It was fine. Like, I, th- I thought the you know the introduction to the Green Goblin was a bit rushed. You know, like, we have one scene where it's like, oh, we're going to pull your contract. Very next scene, oh, inject it into me. Ah, I'm a monster. <laughs> like, that was super rushed. But, but you know, and that's something that I thought in general, which I think is a, a product of its time, whereas now we think of an origin story. You know, he gets the powers. He gets bent by that spider 10 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty quick. Uh, which I don't have a problem with. I actually think the pacing of him getting his powers is fine. It's just the villain side. Yeah, that yeah, yeah I'm not finding that as yeah. a problem. It was just something I noticed again of its time where now, yeah. you know, that's, that's 40 minutes till you get to that but point not, easy. That, that's car thing. See, see when it got to that montage of him looking through the, uh, like the, you know, the, the newspaper looking for the ads and whatnot and the classifieds. Yeah, and he looked at some real nice cars first, though, and way I, out of his price range. And, and I was just like, is this why he's doing this? Is this really how the movie like propels forward? It was just a really weird reason. Um, 
And a, a lot of the stuff he interacts with her is really kind of stilted as well. Like he, he's been this nerdy kid, and she's you know the pretty girl who kind of pays attention to him, but you know isn't really. Uh, but he's been really obvious with his staring at her, and she never notices. It's really weird. Uh, and kind of no, like I agree with that. Turned up to eleven, but it didn't bother me too much because again, Sam Raimi likes his cheesiness stuff, and it, it kind of worked into that. It, up until the car thing, it was mostly playing quite well for me. Like no, nothing was. It felt a little bit old school, like, you know, the, the Green Goblin stuff especially for like a movie, like, it felt like a villain that may have been in a Tim Burton Batman movie, which speaking of, I do want to point out one of my complaints, and this is one that's going to be controversial, a lot of people will disagree with me on this, I do not think Danny Elfman is appropriate to score a Spider-Man movie. I agree. It's ah. actually probably the thing I hate most about this movie, and what really hampered my enjoyment for a lot of it, is the music. The music, do you know what it is, Daniel? Because they did the same thing uh, back in the nineties when they did the Flash TV show. They got Danny Elfman to do the opening music. I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I feel the same way about that. I feel like I get why he did got him to do Batman, right? He's got this sort of dark twist to him. So I think Danny Elfman works amazingly in all of Tim Burton's movies that he's done. Like I think he suits that style perfectly. But that's it. I've never seen any of his work outside of a Tim Burton thing where I've gone, yeah, that was good. He did Men in Black. I thought he suited that. That, that kind of worked. Yeah, I mean, still have some problems with that. Well, because it's got this upbeat darkness to it, and I feel like that fits Men in Black. It, it and this yeah. is the, this is the, it's, it's more the orchestration that I have a yeah. problem with, honestly. He does this thing where I feel like he. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there's, there's a certain type of uh, like brass. That I associate with Danny Elfman, and you—you you being a musical uh, yeah, yeah. person, probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I, do, I, do, I know exactly what you're on about here. Yeah, but there's, there's a certain sound of brass that I just associate with him, and as soon as I hear it, I stop thinking about what I'm actually hearing and just go, "That's Danny Elfman," and I don't think about anything else. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I, I kind of felt that during this, and obviously this is a thing that's a problem in all three of them because he he, he was there for I, all. I of think it, it was really bad. I think it's so overblown and over the top, and it's so blaring in your face, Danny Elfman at all times, and it just never gives me a moment's peace. There's like you know, you know there's there's a moment there's there's maybe two moments where I was like oh silence. One of them's when I think he's running across the rooftops and he stops suddenly and it cuts to, the music cuts out. I'm like, ah, finally. And the other, that was early on. Is this just before he uh, swings for the first time? He's it is. Testing it is, his yeah. web, yeah. Yeah. The other one is actually during the fight with the Green Goblin. The first, you know, good chunk of that fight is in silence. I'm like, oh, this is really refreshing. <laughs> now, I swear I'm going to get a positive. There's, a, there's stuff I like about this movie and I actually, I think it's a pretty decent movie overall. But I do want you like those, there was things I was noticing negative wise. This isn't something that I'd forgotten about, admittedly. But that Green Goblin outfit, we have to talk about this. We do. We Especially do. since it wasn't that long ago, it was a few months ago, I think, I saw some concept art that they had it for the movie of different designs for the Green Goblin. And they were more horrific and kind of like scary looking, and they looked cool. They looked badass, right? And I don't know what possessed Sam Raimi and Co. To then go, no, we want the one that looks like a Power Rangers villain. They wanted to make it more family friendly because it was 2002 and they wanted to sell it to kids. That's the thing, though. Kids love dark shit. <laughs> they do, but studio execs don't think like that. Studio execs think that kids don't like dark shit. Well, they do now. I feel. I feel. Like I mean, oh, all right, they do now, but they didn't in 2002. 
Hell, when I was a kid, I wanted to watch Robocop and Terminator. I'm not disputing that. Take, I'm take saying studio away. execs did not think that at the time. Sure, but it looks like shit. The Green oh, Goblin yeah, costume it looks like absolute shit. It is this cheap-looking plastic... Uh, and this is the thing actually I think the CG for Spider-Man mostly holds up really well it's the CG for Green Goblin flying around that I think looks atrocious yeah yeah no I'll, I'll agree with that I'm not saying Spider-Man always looks perfect but it always it's always, it's always fine. serviceable yeah it's always very, serviceable yeah. uh, there's, some, ne- there's, there's never any point where I'm like ooh that's bad yeah sometimes genuinely pretty good still even for its age yeah. um, but Green Goblin when he flies into that parade it's like oh that's a CG effect from the early 2000s if I ever Actually, saw that, that does remind me there was one moment with, with Spider-Man that I thought looked pretty bad it was oh. when he was jumping on the balloons alright okay Okay. I didn't I didn't like that I thought that was pretty rough but you know one one little bit out of the whole movie yeah oh, he's, he's done a lot of it to be fair there's a lot of swinging exactly. going on especially in the second half when he's actually full on in suit um, I would say that's another th- th- thing I, I, I do wish we got his first like uh you know, the first time he put on the proper suit and went out and stopped the crime, I kind of wish we got that in its hole before the montage. Yeah. Because he makes a decision. He makes a decision after the graduation and he talks to Aunt May that he decides, great power, great responsibility, I'm going to do this for my uncle, blah, 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 blah. And it cuts to this montage of him like doing all these, you know, solving all these crimes. And it's like, I kind of wish we got the first one, the first night out, where he, he struggled and didn't know what to do exactly. And yeah, it made it more of a like a. This is something that was more difficult. It felt just super easy that there was suddenly a montage of him going around like s- stopping a bunch of people. I don't get how he got such a professional suit all of a sudden. <laughs> like, because yeah, we see him do the drawing first, and then mm-hmm. he goes to the wrestling. Like we've we've seen the drawing, we know what it's supposed to look like, and then he walks out at the wrestling. He like that is homemade shite. <laughs> it's it's a jumper and a balaclava. <laughs> exactly. But then this professional-looking one just shows up. Like he does another drawing, and then he's got it. Like I don't, I don't get it. Um, I, I, you just imagine times passed a bit, and he's, he's put effort into into getting it. I it, feel like we should have had a sewing montage. Well, Amazing Spider-Man has that, so you're getting that in the the reboot. That's why maybe maybe uh, I think that's a better movie. <laughs> we we know where the suit came from. It's a better movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we'll talk. I mean, we'll talk about we'll that. We'll get there in, in in a year or two, whenever whenever the next one is. Yeah, we're saving Amazing Spider-Man one and two for uh, when the sequel to Homecoming comes out because th- there's going to be one. So exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I guess we could do it if we get one of those other Spider-Man villain movies that are probably never actually going to happen. Yeah, you, know, that... you know the ones they keep going. They're coming. We promise they're happening. Well, there's that new one this week: Black Cat and Silver Sable. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe it's going to happen, though. Sony sounds... They're determined to pump out some of these villain movies that no one wants. They're determined to, but I think there's going to be a point where they're just like, nah, screw it, just pull the plug. Alright, what was I saying? Uh, Okay, so... Okay, so I was mentioning the uh, CG for Goblin, the suit. Yeah, suit's really bad. Um, And obviously, I think Goblin lacks the bite that the, like... That he's supposed to. He's a, he's a bit just kind of cartoony, which kind of goes with the suit, I guess. But um, positive things, though, uh, as much as we, I complained about Tobey Maguire, and I think Kirsten Dunst is again. She doesn't. She doesn't feel like Mary Jane. She doesn't feel like she's got the same fire that Mary Jane she has. She doesn't. But at the same time, she doesn't really get to do anything. So I don't know how much I hold that to the casting, and how much I just hold that to 
no one gave her anything to do at any point in the movie. Well, I mean, she's in the movie a lot, but she's just yeah, kind of there yeah, to be the love interest. Name one thing she actually does that she does, not that just revolves around her. Oh, she she walks into an alleyway and almost gets murdered slash mugged slash raped or whatever they were planning and doing. It's very unclear. <laughs> just a bunch of guys. Yeah, but again, it's not really something she does. She went to her, she went for a walk. Sure. Um, I she she has have a lot of screen time though. Like she has not... a lot. That that's no, that's it. She has a lot of screen time, but she doesn't do anything other than serve other plots. I don't get it. I, she's just a non-character for me. To be fair, that I mean, you could say the same about Franco's character. And I probably will say the same about that. <laughs> I feel like it's it's you know when they have that much screen time and they're supposed to be this you know they're like the secondary character of this movie and I don't get anything about who she is as a character other than oh Peter likes her oh everyone likes her but she doesn't do anything to to tell me why anyone likes her honestly I don't even need her to do anything I just need her to have more of a personality because uh, like at one point she actually says Tiger she calls him Tiger Yes. And it and it had like no weight to it whatsoever. Not that it should, it should have weight. Maybe weight's the wrong word, but it has no charisma behind it. It's just it's just like a casual, eh, silly our tiger. Like, it yeah, it, it's not like oh she said it moment. Yeah. It's more of a oh 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 she said it. Is that it? Yeah. The reason why it's such a big moment in the the comics, like a famous moment, famous moment in the comics when she comes out, oh, face it, tiger, you've hit the jackpot. Because uh, mm. it's her being kind of feisty, so she's got a you know she, she's got yeah. a perkiness to her. Uh, which in this is kind of, again she's kind of mopey she comes from this like you know broken household where her stepdad's always shouting and you know she yeah she's, and then she's she's run down because she's a waitress instead of an actress and yeah every, it's a really depressing movie now I'm thinking everyone's depressed yeah as cheesy as it is it's I mean I guess that's Spider-Man really isn't it everything everything's shit but but it seems happy aye but Mary Jane usually fares better yeah, that's true um, but I okay. Why, why did we even go into this? I was going to talk about positives, and then you dragged me into uh, Mary Jane. Um, Willem Dafoe is great. Uh, he is yeah. cheesy. He is chewing the scenery, but he's fantastic. I will agree with that. He is. He is hamming it up wonderfully. It's great. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, fantastic. Perfect. Some casting. of the best casting ever. Yeah, he's only got like three scenes, admittedly, when you actually really yeah, notice yeah. it. But... It was when when he first came into it, it was like an hour into the movie. I was like, which makes Man. sense, given it, it, it does, it does. But I was like, I just from memory, obviously, again, it's been a decade, but from memory, it's... I just he seemed bigger in this movie. It's actually a little bit weird watching it again. Uh, how how like the high school phase is over by half an hour into it, like they graduate and the high school's done. Yeah, because yeah. I I always think of as Peter as being high school for a long time. Yeah, I know what you mean. As Spider-Man, you know, as part of the story, and not just like the, the start, the setup. Mm. Um, so that, that's a little bit weird, but I, I guess you've got your actors who are all in their twenties, and you, you you don't want to pretend they're in high school for that long. So I, yeah. I guess that's. The I mean, I just feel that. like if you're going to be in high school for the movie, any like half the half an hour or two hours at that point, I'm, I've got to buy into they're that age, regardless. Yeah, um, but so. Yeah, I, th- I think that that is actually kind of the thing because the movie starts with him saying, "Oh, it starts with a girl." You know, as with any good story worth telling, it starts with a girl. Hmm. Um, and the movie does kind of revolve around him having the hots for Mary Jane, and then Harry having the hots for Mary Jane, and 
then the villain using the fact that he has the hots for Mary Jane to yes you know manipulate him and you know give him a yeah yeah U- usual villain stuff give him a standoff at the end where he has to choose between Mary Jane and a bunch of kids uh, that's the thing uh, I will say the, the moment where New York rises up and like helps him fight falls a bit flat for me it works much better in 2 the one in 2 is a much better example of that yeah yeah I agree with that uh, it, it kind of feels at this point he's still too new to have earned it yeah. At, at this point, because that's the thing, it doesn't even feel like they're going, "Hey, that's Spider-Man. We're gonna help him." It's like, "Hey, there's a bunch of kids there. We should probably do something." Ah, because the guy it's... even shows you going, "A guy who's trying to help a bunch of kids." Yeah, yeah. It's not about standing up for Spider-Man here. It's about, "Oh, hang on, there's some kids. We should probably do something." That's it. It's which obviously is 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 should be a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't feel like it has the personal connection to Spider-Man like you want in the movie. Yeah, it's it's kind of. Again, this is part of where... Because I was actually saying that this feels like a transitional movie. There's a lot of this movie that feels like it's part of a modern blockbuster. And there's a lot of things that feel like from the era before. From, like, 90s movies. No, I agree with that, yeah. Um, and that's why the things that I feel is in this is where it feels like... The, 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 the whole idea they have to have the villain that's killed by the end feels very 90s. Uh, not, I mean, admittedly, a lot of Marvel movies are still doing that. But they've got so much shared universe stuff going on that it still feels like it's building stuff yeah. up now I know obviously Harry's left behind actually that's one of my big problems is I don't buy a lot of Harry's character uh, because for the first half of the movie he's just a good friend to Peter and uh, it's a bit awkward because he's dating the girl that knew Peter late but it, whatever Does bit that of seem, a dick move on his part really bit of a dick move absolutely but wh- whatever right Harry comes over not sorry sorry Norman comes over for Thanksgiving and there's that whole thing where they all hear him outside and he like insults her and says oh she's just a you know gold digger yeah well, you know use her and leave her yeah that's, that's what you should do son and Harry tries to like stick up for her for like about a second and then just sort of awkwardly leaves it and comes back in and Mary Jane's pissed that she didn't, he didn't defend her and then instead of apologising and saying that you know his father makes him feel insecure he has trouble you know sticking up for himself never mind anyone else uh he then gets angry and says, oh, I'll be lucky if I'm half the man he is, bitch. Basically. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, that's, that's the show of it. It, it just, it's like a light switch. He just flips into this more manical version of himself. And it, it comes out of nowhere for me. I agree with that. Yeah, it, it was really weird because, like you say, he's kind of seemed like this normal kid for so long. And it's like, he, he seems like he has daddy issues. Yeah. Even in that scene. And here's, then it's like he just flips to defend him. And here's here's one of the uh, the things that I think the movie could really have worked on a bit. Is I said how the Green Goblin stuff was a bit rushed to set up for it. Mm. I think the whole idea that Norman's actually a good person before this happens would have been a lot more effective had we actually got more time with them before he no. he changed. No, I agree with that. And that that to to play that into what we were just saying about Harry's, well, we don't really see any of their relationship really. We don't. I don't get why. Harry decides to stick up for him and defend him because he's kind of seemed very dismissive as his father up to that point because, well, well his, his, his dad clearly is a good person like you say. He's kind of distant because Harry's not gifted at science and stuff. Again, I, th- I think that's like mostly speculation though. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the, the implications there, but we don't see any of it. That's the problem. No, I mean, you only get it because you see Harry looking jealous that he's interested in Peter and what he's up to, but it doesn't really it doesn't really prove that he's dismissive of him. It's just because we only see him when Peter's there anyway. 
Yeah, I, I guess just in the sense of you know when they're in the when they pull up in the car and he's like, look, you you you've got to stop flunking out of schools and you know and Harry's you know he's kind of the rebellious teenager, uh, so in that sense he feels like they're, they're at odds. But see the thing though, in that scene, I, n- I never because sometimes in those scenes you feel like oh, the parents being a dick and you side with a teenager. You see, in that scene, I never really did. Like in that, like, it felt more no, like no. he's being a reasonable man. Like, that's what it felt no, like no, to that, me. That's true. Uh, and yeah, he, he's tries to be nice to his friends. I mean, that that stuff with Mary Jane is the first time he's a proper dick, I think. Uh, to you know, just to someone regular. And yeah. at that point, you can well, it's probably just because he's infected with the Green Goblin venom, and he's like talking to himself at night and whatever else yeah yeah it, it it really doesn't do enough to show you that he is a good person it makes this this descent into madness that it should be kind of doesn't really have any weight does it because it's just like okay he's, he's insane here's a here's an interesting scene actually uh so the scene i mentioned earlier on where she mary jane walks into an alleyway and like gets mugged slash almost murdered uh, and spider-man because peter was talking to her and he sees it he runs in uh First of all, I thought this scene was insanely random. Watching it again, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is just randomly happens." Yes, after she's seen him, very convenient, isn't it? it? It just feels yeah, very coincidental that this just happens. Uh, just so we can have the fight scene in the rain, which I meant to look pretty good, yeah. um, and then the upside down kiss, which obviously is the one big thing that everyone won best kiss at the MTV Movie Awards. I hate myself for remembering that, but it did. Sorry, just... you know you've got a pro- you, you, proper award uh, show when you get best. You don't have a best director award, but you've got best cast. Your priorities are in the right I, place. I'm not sure I can take anything you say seriously <laughs> anymore because you remember that. Of course, it won. Where else could have won? You've got an upside down cast with Spider Man. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a dick move on her part, though, isn't it? She just cheated on her boyfriend. Like, and the last part is, and you said she it, didn't do anything all movie. <laughs> Okay, okay. She does something that should make me not like her. But but Peter's there going, he he knows that she's cheating on her as well. Like he's he's very aware of this and he's encouraging it. Aye, but he, he's the one he wants to, he wants her though, so he's... Yeah, but it, it stops you know, he's supposed to be a hero, he's supposed to be the good guy. He's not supposed to encourage this. Well that was that was that was well actually one more thing on this scene is this scene very I, I, and this isn't really a complaint so much; it's just a kind of a thing that I notice because I don't really feel this much anymore in blockbuster movies. I never. This is something you used to always get in movies from the nineties, and certainly movies going further back. This scene was clearly shot on a, a back lot on a fake alleyway, yes. right? Yeah. You could tell the entire time; it just had that feeling to it, and it really stood out to me. Not as a, not a, I don't really judge it; it's like fine. Like I just kind of accept it that sometimes they do that in old movies, but you never see that now. Like I, you know, you don't, you don't watch. Captain America Civil War and feel like oh they're on a fake fake street right now you never feel that anymore they do, they just don't do it no I feel like again it's not something I judge it for because that's just how things were done yeah so yeah what, what, why would I complain but I think now it's to a point where it, it got so ex- normal to you know use real locations that people won't ex- they're scared people won't accept backlots anymore I will we'll notice it yeah so they they can't get away with it anymore, maybe. Yeah, uh, but that's kind of what I said. What I meant earlier when I said this was a transitional film. There's there's these holdovers from the previous era, but it's not. But there's some things that do feel like the start of the Marvel universe kind of creeping in and like. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the the mediocre villain, for example, feels like a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's a staple, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
so, oh god, I, I, I've been dancing around in all my thoughts. Here's here's a weird, not even a complaint per, per se, but uh, observation. Peter like turns down food like four times in this movie. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? It's kind of weird. What teenage boy turns down food? And the first time you think nothing of it, because he comes back and he's just been bit by the spider, and he's yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's actively ill at this point. And you go, okay, fair enough. If you're ill, you you know, you you don't want to eat. Yeah, in the morning, he does it again when he's leaving for school, and then again uh, when he comes back after uh, the funeral, I think it is, or no, graduation is, uh, and Aunt May's all, can I fix you something? And he's like, nah, I'm fine. Like, God, Peter, if you turn down food one more time, I'm not going to be happy. I know this. It's it's food that you're not paying for. And it's literally being given to you on a plate. You don't have to do anything. This is like the the the, the peak of free food. Never turn that down. It's not. A cri- it's just an observation more than a criticism. But I, I, I start. I mean, to it's a criticism it. in the sense that it's unbelievable that a, a, a man of that age would turn down that much free food. Hmm. Mm. Um. So that's that's a thing. Um. No, I. I do think, like, as much as I've, I've pointed out a lot of things that don't work, and I've pointed out a lot of weird choices, a lot of it is adaptation stuff, and some of it isn't. Some of it is, you know, character motivations could have made a bit more sense and things like that. I, I don't think, I don't think it's a bad movie though. I actually think it's a fairly well put together. For, forgetting that it's an adaptation of something, which is kind of hard when it's Spider-Man, but like, the characters are a little bit different. Right, and that's maybe something again. It feels like it's of the older era. It feels like a nineties superhero movie. Where okay, they've got the suit, they've got the powers, but, but the, the rest of it's not the same. But the characters don't feel quite right. Yeah, and it it kind of feel has that feeling to it throughout. I was really, I was really getting that sense, even down to the fact that the final confrontation was kind of one of the weakest like fight scenes. It was, which Very also right. which also feels like a staple of these older superhero movies. I always feel like the final fight's not that interesting in these old movies because they tend to have their big set pieces. Like you know, in this case, it was probably the the fair, maybe the burning building. Like you had a couple of these these things. It's usually it's usually two thirds through, and then the the final piece is the the moral choice rather than the the yeah. action. Which actually, that's one of the the weird things about this one is that so. Guy shoots his uncle, it's Peter's fault. So they do the whole, you know, great power, great responsibility. Uncle Ben dies. Uh, he chases after him, right? And he goes after him with revenge. With revenge in mind. And he gets to him, he beats him up, and then he sees who it is. It's the guy he let go past at the at the wrestling event. And he, he, he just kind of happens to trip and falls out a window and dies. And it's this, it's this weird moment for me, because Peter never actually gets to... The, have them like does he decide if he's going to be a killer or not because it feels like he's going to and you're like okay maybe this is where he decides no he doesn't want to be that or something to that effect it, he it's just lucky that the guy happens to fall out of a window yeah. and dies yeah no you're right also other problem i have with this scene so you know the, the spotlight's on them at the window where he falls out the window mm-hmm. follows the body down and they bring the spotlight back up onto him and they're like hey stay there freeze now and then we cut to all the cops running in the building and they get up there, and he's gone. It's like, and, and and they're all like, "Where is he? Why doesn't the guy on the spotlight just shout?" Oh, I went that way out the window. Like, like why are they confused? I don't. They had a spotlight trained on him. It's not like he could have Batmaned out of it. I do not have an. Maybe maybe he retreated into the building first, and went out another window where he couldn't see him. Maybe. 
Or maybe he did just go out the, the window, but he went so fast that he was already buildings away by the time the cops got to the window. I mean, that that would be fair, but I still feel like, that, that you know, just just answer this. Don't have them be so confused. Go, no, he went that way, but we ain't getting him. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm not super fussed about, about this moment. Here's something I really liked, actually. I liked that when uh, the Goblin shows up at the uh, the Bugle and he grabs uh, uh, Jonah Jameson. I love that... Because like, he, he's... like J. Jonah Jameson, as he's supposed to be, he's a dick who hates Spider-Man and he's yeah. telling Peter, like, nah, you're not, a, you're not on a job, I'll pay for this, the crap. You know, we've had this attitude, he's great, right? But when Goblin, like, has him by the neck and says, who sends the pictures of Spider-Man? Even though, like, Peter was standing right there, he lies and says, I don't know where he sends them in. Like, yeah. it's, it's, this, it's a really simple little thing, but it's almost, like, much better than the setup Peter or, or Harry. It's like, no, in one line of dialogue... They just made me care about him because he's trying to protect the kid that he's he's been acting like he hates and doesn't care about, but he's he's putting his neck on the line to protect him. Yeah, he's kind of heroic, isn't he? Yeah, and in that second, you you, you in one line of dialogue, you get him. And yeah, he's he's a dick and he'll scrounge about when it comes to getting the best deal in terms of money because obviously, yeah, you know, he's, he's he's kind of a businessman in that sense where he doesn't want to pay more than he has to. He'll do exactly yeah. exactly bottom line as best as he can get, but. He's not actually going to put a kid's life in danger, yeah. as, as much as he would have you think that he would. Yeah. So no, I, I really I, I like that. I, that moment really stood out to me. He's really mm-hmm. quite smart. Um, <laughs> Goblin in his ridiculous costume, notwithstanding. I, I agree with that. <laughs> so, no. it, it really takes you out of the whole film every time you see him, doesn't it? No, I obviously I think uh, you probably remembered the uh, the Superman joke. The you know you're not Superman, you know, right? Yeah. Did you notice there was three DC references in this movie? Did you remember them all? I don't remember them all. No. Well, the other obvious one that's the, the, the ripping the shirt open. I wasn't even counting that. Obviously, that's a reference okay. to Superman the movie, but uh, yeah, yeah, I was just I was... thinking actual DC characters right, okay. specifically. Uh, so you've got the you're not Superman, you know. You've got Shazam when he's trying to oh, get, yeah, the, yeah, get the yeah, web to work. Yeah, and this is a more subtle one, but I actually he's got a Wonder Woman poster in his room. At the oh, start. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know it's out of focus, and the, but you could tell what it was, and it mm. I, I noticed it. I was like, oh, that's it's kind of yeah. weird to fill this movie with DC references. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. I, but... I, I remember the Shazam one. Now you said it. I remember yeah. you know thinking that at the time as I watched it last night. I was like, oh yeah, but the the Wonder Woman post I did not catch. Yeah, it was, I mean, admittedly, it could have been like a Justice League poster, but the bit I saw of it was, yeah, Wonder Woman. So, uh, so I thought that was. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> There's so many DC references. It's almost like Sam Raimi's a fan of DC, and he was like, oh. "It's it's almost like you know whoever's writing the script or doing these things." Maybe that doesn't really explain the, the Wonder Woman one, but the others, it's like, yeah, they, they they weren't really aware that Marvel and DC were that different. They didn't really realize Spider Man wasn't from the same oh, one maybe, as all of yeah. these. Yeah, actually, that was I remember actually when I went to see um, Batman v Superman. I remember I was in a, in a taxi on the way home, and the driver was asking about what I saw, and I was like, "Oh, Batman v Superman." And he's like, "Is Spider Man in it?" <laughs> no, no, he was not. I kind of thought we were past that these days. You would, you would think. You would think, but I mean, I, I could understand. You know, when this movie came out, I can, you know, I can buy it. But now, when they're literally 
half the blockbusters in any given do, year. Do, do you know what it is, though? No, no, do you know what it is? I think for a lot of general public who don't follow comic books, don't understand DC Marvel, I think it's kind of like back when, like, for a time, like, you know, the older people would all call any games console Nintendo or a PlayStation, depending on what yeah, the yeah. area it was. I think it's kind of like that. I think they all just think it's all Marvel. Okay, okay, yeah. It's a comic book movie, it's Marvel. I think the plot is very simple, isn't it? Yeah, it's gets is... powers, learns to use powers... Yeah, gets yeah. gets Uncle Ben killed. Has his revenge-ish moment, but he was robbed of it. Go- Goblin's pissed that his company's been taken over, so he kills the people who are going to take his company away from him. First, it's the contractor who's going to you know give the yeah. contract elsewhere. Then it's the rest of the board because they want to sell the company, uh, and then he runs into Spider-Man, and it, he's like, "Oh, maybe he could join us," and he asks him to join him. And Joe, you know not annoying me about that is is, is that the bugle he knocks him out with some sleeping gas. And yeah. they wake up on a roof and he makes them his offer and pisses off until later. Fine. But he does it so easily where he just knocks them out with the sleeping gas. I'm like, why don't I do it again? Yeah, why don't I just do that later when, when you actually want them to go down? Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, I can defend it, whereas this, this final confrontation, he never wants it to be a battle. He just wants them, him to, he wants to force him to make the choice and wants to try and break him on, a, you know, on an emotional level. Oh, true, but once the actual fights, once they're actually in hand-to-hand combat, and because that, yeah, that, that yeah, was yeah. a weird thing actually as well, is you never really got the sense that William Defoe's, you know, Norman Osborn could do flips and stuff. But in that final fight, when they're like punching bricks at each other, he's doing flips and you know he's yeah. he's, do, he's doing proper like you know over-the-top movie fighting. And it took me out of it a little bit because I'm like, I don't really feel like he could do that. No, I agree with that. You know, because right. he's more of a he's, he's kind of a Tony Stark in the sense that it, you know he's got a suit and a glider thing. He's got he's got technology that makes him what he is. Yeah, but we're supposed to believe he's enhanced by this serum. But they never sure. really show it off, do they? Not really. No, no I, mean, that... I assume it works because moments like this, but they don't really go into it. No, all, all the effects that we get are the mental effects where it turns them evil basically. That, that's the, because they even mentioned that in the scene now, the one side effects that might happen is the you know, rage and insanity. So yeah. you, you get a sense that's what it's doing to him, but uh, you never get a sense of any of the other powers. Uh, so I want to point out, when he, when he goes to kill the contractors because they're, they're, they're like uh, viewing another company's like new device. Iron Man suit. Yeah, but it was this, I, I, I want to talk about the, the, the design of this thing. It was like a uh, it was almost like a, like a a little sci-fi shuttle. It was like it was like a little spaceship you might see in the Jetsons, but standing upright with a person inside it. Do you know what it kind of reminded me of? Uh huh. You know the power armor in Fallout, but stick a rocket on the back of it. <laughs> I can see it. Well, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Okay. It was weird. It was it was very bulky? Yeah, I, I can see it. Hmm. Oh dear. So, so yeah. So, so Mary Mary Jane d- decides by the end of the movie that she, it's actually Peter she likes. So at, at Harry's funeral, sorry Norman's funeral. I keep mixing up Harry and Norman's names. Uh, at Norman's funeral, you know she's like, "Oh, I, I love you, Peter." And I'm like, "Okay, but bit, bit, bit quick. Maybe just ask him out for you know some ice cream okay, or something. Go get a coffee." Yeah. Uh, and he, of course, you know he's going to do the whole hero thing. He's like, oh, everyone close to me is going to get hurt, so I have to be, yep. nah, we're just friends. But she kisses them, and she recognises the kiss. She's like, well, she doesn't, because she, she doesn't know for sure at the start of the next movie, so she doesn't really know, but she she, she questions it. She's like, yeah. oh, that was kind of familiar. Yeah. It's almost like I've kissed them before. That's odd. 
Mm. Oh, you're but he gives his little speech. We have a final little montage of him swinging around the city and you know, ending with the American flag behind him, all patriotic and boom, that's just uh, and, and, your, and your poster. And your poster, yeah. Uh, so no, that's that. That's kind of the first Spider-Man movie. I, I think, I think it's fine. Like, I, honestly, like, I, I think it's an easy enough watch. I think, I think I was sick of it because I'd seen it too many times the last time I watched it. But with enough time since then, I, I thought it was a nice, enjoyable little movie. I'd agree if it wasn't for the music. <laughs> uh, it really, like, it really hampered my enjoyment for a lot of this film. Like, when I break it down, talk about it on a technical level, you know, we break it down and goes, ah, oh, there, there's all these things that I agree, I do enjoy. I think, I think but, the, I think the actual direction's good. The, the, the film making yeah. is actually, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and that's the thing. I agree with all of these things when I'm thinking about. It, but when I'm watching it and I just, well, and I'm hearing it, I really struggle to enjoy it because I'm just assaulted by this, this noise that doesn't need to be there <laughs> honestly I, I mean I don't like the score I think it's inappropriate for Spider-Man I feel like I mean it, I, I do think the Amazing Spider-Man scores were a bit, little bit obtrusive as well uh, mm. but they, they, they suited the character more than this one did this, this but, one was for me it's, it's not even that I think it's just it doesn't suit the, the, the character I don't think it suits the movie at all and I think it actively works against a lot of what's well, on the screen. Do you know what it does? It actually reinforces the mopiness of Peter when he's not but he's not really supposed to feel mopey all the time, but he does. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. that Peter can never feel mopey, but it, there's a very it's it's this very specific kind of mopey here. Like it is it's like it just feels like he's always like mm. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Um yeah, and it does have that cheesy vibe. So we do have this awkward thing where the lead roles are miscast if for a proper adaptation. They don't feel really like their characters. So as someone who wants the actual characters, it fails in that regard. But as a as an action movie, as you know, a sort of 90s... Like, it does feel like... It, and this is not just because of Danny Elfman connection, right? But it does feel like it belongs with the, the Batman movies in the 90s and the, the stuff like that. It feels like the next step of that. We're not quite yeah, at yeah, modern whereas, superhero movies yet, but... Well, yeah, because obviously this and... You know, we, we you mentioned at the start, this and X-Men were kind of the, the start yeah. of what we think of now. Whereas X-Men, I would agree, kind of still feels like those modern movies. I, I don't know if you've watched them recently at all. I think I think when we do the X Men movies next year for uh, Dark Phoenix, um, I think I'll argue on the first one. But okay, we can okay, leave that for that. But I think I think for me they they kind of feel more in line with the modern movie, whereas this does feel more with those nineties batch. Which is funny actually, because I actually think a lot of the X Men movies have failed to progress with the rest of the superhero movies. I, I won't argue on that. I uh, you know I feel I feel like. It made it. They made a leap forward, but then they kind of stagnated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think it's. A, I think it's a fun, but it does feel dated. It's a dated superhero movie. Uh, so I tell you what moment felt really dated to me. Go on. You know when uh, he shows up at the parade and he blows up the, the balcony, kind of starts collapsing. Mm. That bit that Mary Jane's on looks really weird, and like you know where she's like gonna gonna stand up, but it just stays there. Like it just stays still. But she never tries to move. Yeah, it's a really sort of phony damsel in distress. Yeah, moment. that was a moment for me where I was like, 
This is a dated movie. Actually, do you know what felt really dated and cheesy to me right after that? It's when uh, Goblin throws that bomb thing that, like, it, it basically does, like, a cheesy sci-fi effect to, like, all the, the board members where they all turn into skeletons for a second and just disappear. Yeah. And then yeah, I, I was yeah. like, wait, what the hell was that? That was, like, out of a cartoon. <laughs> That's the sort of thing I expect to see in, like, Doctor Who. E- even modern Doctor Who, I wouldn't accept that. No, 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 <laughs> of, of, of more of its time. Yeah, yeah. Who, but... Yeah, if that showed up in a new episode of Doctor Who, I'd be like, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that stuck out as being really weird. Um, mm. But like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie. Though. I think it's, it's it's of its time, it does feel dated. Um, I do think the action is pretty good, though. I do think the... I think the first half is better than the second half, mainly because of the actual goblin plot and why he wants to get Spider-Man and the actual pursuit of Spider-Man, I think that stuff suffers a bit. And then you have the you know the Mary Jane like mugging scene, which is just random and just happens. Yeah, I think it's more coherent because obviously it still has random acts like you know the 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 rubber getting Uncle Ben. That's that is a random act. Yeah, but, but it feels like it has purpose. Yeah, but here's the thing though: you're allowed to start your story with a coincidence. Yeah. Exactly. You start your story with a coincidence, but you never end with one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because that's how you know. Because you you have a spark. That that's the. I mean, arguably the insane incident is him getting bit by the spider, but the the incident that puts him on the path that he goes on is really Uncle Ben. Yeah, and obviously the difference there is he makes the choice to step out of the guy's way and yeah, lets yeah. him go in the first place. It's random what happens after that's out of his hands, but he made the choice there. But and it means there, something whereas... to his character. It mean, it gives him something to. To feel guilty right. over and drives Whereas them. With the mugging scene, it just literally comes out of nowhere for no other purpose than to have Spider-Man rescue. Yeah, uh, and she gets rescued a lot. She she has very much a, a damsel uh, to yeah. be rescued repeatedly. She is. She doesn't really have much more to her than that. Uh, and and that's that's kind of one of my biggest problems with like, the movie is her I don't understand why they all like her. It never <laughs> it never it never gives me a reason. Like, tell me, other than you know what you know from comics, tell me why in this movie they like Mary Jane. Um, I do get it from Peter. I, I I don't know why Harry's into her, but I do get it from Peter's point of view. There's the girl next door. I mean, it's, okay. and, admittedly, this is superficial stuff, but I at least understand that. Like, girl next yeah, door. Okay, I'll buy that to a degree, but he doesn't really know her. Is the point there? Yeah, not not he, until he, he, he yeah. has a crush on the girl next door. I buy that. But it's when it gets to you know the, the next level stuff. I just don't get it. I I don't understand. They they never give me anything from her to tell me why people like her. They tell me that she's popular and that everyone likes her, but they, I don't understand why. I don't think that that, that bothered me specifically. I, I and maybe this is just because I expect them to like her because she's Mary Jane. That that's the thing. That's the, yeah. that's the only reason I excuse it is because well of course. But, they but this is the thing though. To me, that's the part that's right, and then she's the part that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, like she, they should all like her, but then her as Mary Jane is just kind of. And again, it may not be Kirsten Dunst's fault. It might be just in the writing. She's just yeah, not. They, they should like her, but they should like her for a reason. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she doesn't have the personality. Like I say, I don't yeah. think she necessarily had to have some like having her just say she's going off to you know audition for acting. Like she doesn't need a plot on her own per se, but no. she needs to have a personality that that makes us want to see her uh, and st- a, a reason to care about her beyond just Peter likes her oh yeah because when she's like being threatened with death at the end you don't really care because it's her <laughs> you just care because of what it means to Peter 
Yeah, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, but again, that's kind of off its time thing. Like it, it is, it is. You know, I mean, obviously, Lois Lane is a giant exception to this because Lois Lane. There's a reason why she's such a great character. Like she isn't just the damsel for Superman to save. She's the damsel who gets saved and then looks from there and says, "What the hell? How are you doing this? Tell me now!" Yeah, yeah. Like she demands answers. Like, so what, what, what the hell are you doing this for? I was fine. Yeah. Whereas, and she still falls in love with Superman, but Mary Jane with Spider Man in this movie is really just like she just swept immediately, and there's no. Yeah, it really doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And then Franco's arc is weird, and he's just suddenly like waving a gun around at the end, uh, and he's like, "Oh, Spider Man's going to pay for this." But thank God I've got you, Peter. You're the best friend yes, and the only family the, the, I've got this, left. This will never go badly, will it? <laughs> Oh, I can't wait till we get to three so I can watch the pacing. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. So uh, it says a lot where we've been yeah, relatively negative on this movie. We have been. I feel like I feel like watching it now, it's the negative stuff that sticks out. I actually think it's a like I said, I think it's a decent enough movie. I think it's a solid solid enough watch. Like there's there's the worst ways you can spend two hours. Yeah. But you're watching it now. You, you, you're used to superhero movies that pay a bit more attention to the source material. You're used to, you know, better action. I mean, like I say, as much as I say I like the action in this, it does feel very old school. I think that's, this is why I think Spider-Man Two is seen as a as a benchmark. It does something different. Because as much as I said I like the action in this, but the action is good. But it's a good old style of action. The action in Spider-Man Two is like, no, no, this is what a blockbuster now it does. This is yeah. the, the yeah, stuff yeah. in the train, the stuff going up the side of the building with Doc Ock. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in the next one, obviously, but that stuff felt like big and new and exciting. Uh, so I think, I think you know, that's a big reason why it's too... Uh, plus it also is a better villain. I think as much as... I, I prefer Defoe as an actor, but... Um, yeah, I can't argue with that. But, um, that's the thing, he's a good actor and he's doing the best with what he's got, but... Yeah, he's, there's just he's, not much there, is there? But it it, it, it does have that kind of cheesy nineties vibe to it. It, it, does. Um, it does. Which I didn't think at the time because at the time it felt like, oh, this is different from all those movies from the nineties. But now looking back on it, it does feel like it's part of that that batch. It, it, yeah, it does. It just has a bit more sheen to it. Yeah, yeah. But but that was my point. If we've been relatively negative, obviously we didn't dislike this, but we were relatively negative. Mm. Oh, I can't wait till we get to three. <laughs> <laughs> um, three's a very interesting failure, actually. I'm I'm looking forward to dissecting, dissecting it. Yeah. Because there's a mo- there's a movie there that Sam Raimi wanted to make, and then there's a movie that the studio wanted him to make, and then we got this weird concoction. Yeah, and, and then there's the movie we actually got. Yeah, and yeah, and I think either movie would have been fine. Like I think the studio movie sounded like a fine idea. I think the movie he wanted to do wasn't as exciting, but at least from a character point of view, it was interesting. And then, but then. You, you smushed them together and we got that. Yeah. We'll we'll get there in a few weeks. <laughs> so no, that's uh yeah. I don't I, I Spider Man the original Spider Man is a decent movie, but it was never amazing and I I do think it's aged a bit. I think it's a little bit dated and I think I, I feel it when I'm watching it now. Yes, definitely. And I cannot emphasize it enough how how shitty that goblin outfit is. That stupid mask. Yeah, it is awful. It's it's it is atrocious. There is there's no other word for it. Yeah. So and the plot's a little bit thin. 
Maybe, you know, mainly yeah. Goblin, his motivations. and That's something I do excuse, though, because that's kind of, again, of its time. What I expect from the plot, uh, you know, of that time period. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, okay, I think I think that'll do. Uh, I yeah, think yeah. Just, wrap just... up, get to ratings. Yep. What are you thinking? Honestly, I want to give this a six, because like you say, it's, it's mostly an enjoyable movie. But I'm mm. going to have to give it a five, because... Oh. I just, I just can't. When, I, when I'm watching it, that music, I can't enjoy it. Even though when I'm talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I enjoyed that stuff. That stuff's good when I think about it. But when I'm thinking about it in my head, the music's not playing. <laughs> so, but when I'm watching it, it just annoys the hell out of me. So yeah. But okay. that, I, I admit that is kind of harsh. I, I'm going to fear a bit higher than you. I, I think I'm, I'm heading to a seven. Mm, okay. I'm heading to a seven because I, I I think it's good. It, it it it's a bit rough as an adaptation because the characters feel a bit miscast. Tommy McGuire is definitely miscast as Spider Man. There, not a doubt in my head. Like he he is inappropriate. Um, but I think the movie's heart's oddly in the right place. Even if even if they miscast a couple of things, even if there's some elements they get wrong, there's a genuine kind of like heart behind it where it feels like they wanted to make something that had a bit of emotion to it and they, they do a decent job they do a decent job with Uncle Ben they do a decent job with the action uh, and various other things and pieces and yeah, I don't like I the music I can't dispute that I don't think the score's good I don't think it's inappropriate but it doesn't like I kind of just ignore it when I'm watching That's the it thing. I, I, I wish I could so it, it didn't it doesn't like the, the moment when I was thinking, oh man, this is really Danny Elfman, was in the opening titles, when you know I was basically paying attention to nothing but the music. Oh, it was just, the whole movie was just distracting me, and that that's why I have to rate it lower, because it's, it, it should be enjoyable, it should be, you know, the intentions are good, like you say, there is emotion, you know, they're, they're trying, but that score just ruins it, and it stops me being able to enjoy this film for what it is. Yeah. I feel like I'm not, I feel like I, after what's felt like mostly neg- ne- negativity, I've not really justified the seven. Uh, yeah, I would. I wasn't expecting you to go quite that high. I'll be honest. Uh, I was expecting you to be like a six, six point five at most. I'm tempted to go to six point five, but I feel like I also feel like it's well paced. Like as much as I think the Green Goblin stuff's rushed, the, the movie as a whole never feels good. Like drags. Like it feels like it's always moving. Uh, it's always introducing new ideas, sometimes to a fault. Yeah. But um, and it's tight. It's, it's exactly two hours give or take some seconds which how many superhero movies in the last couple of years have been two hours probably none yeah they've all been like two and a half to close to three yeah uh, yeah and and sometimes you do feel that length sometimes you do sometimes sometimes it's fine sometimes they've got this story to fill it yeah but... yeah sometimes you get like logan it's like yeah this needed time to pace and, and understand yeah and other times you get bvs and you go why is this so <laughs> god damn long and then they give you the extra long cut of BVS and you go oh my god no yeah, no, yeah no, but no, no, all no, they no. did there was was put the establishing shots back in I think they did a bit more than that oh uh, yeah maybe, not, that, but... not that I'm willing to find out but yeah I have not either but at least they made it coherent from a editing point not a plot point yeah or a character point sure sure um, and that's the thing as much as yeah I, th- I think Peter's a little bit off because he doesn't have the waist cracking it's never, it's never like Batman or Superman in BVS where I'm like, oh no, this is an insult to the character. Yeah, yeah. It's never. Oh, this is just wrong. It's, it's just not quite there. 
it, it's never he shot Uncle Ben in the head himself levels of betrayal. Pretty much, yeah. So definitely a bit flawed, definitely dated. Um, but I do think it's a solid first effort, actually. Uh, especially in a time before we really hit this on the head. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's, that's, that's the first Spider-Man. So... Let us know what you thought of it. Uh, I imagine some of you probably have a lot more fonder memories of it and probably hate us after all this negativity. Yeah, but, but watch it again now and see if you're still as fond. Oh uh, yeah, I would recommend. Ch- ch- check it out again and see how you feel. Um, maybe nostalgia will carry you. Maybe it will, I don't know. Um, but no, that, that is us. So let us know what you think of Spider-Man in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Helps us out a lot if you do. You can also help us out, of course, being over to patreon.com slash TV. Check out some of the bonuses we've got over there. Some of them are specifically movie-related as well and, and Flux-related. There's a bonus episode coming up where the patrons voted for it. I think it's actually too late to vote for the, the, the current vote that's ending on the last day of the month. For, for patrons, because this goes up early on Patreon, you get you get these episodes a week early on Patreon. For the patrons who are already signed up and you're watching this on Patreon early, you still have time. Uh, for anyone else, the next vote will be up by now, probably. Yeah, possibly, yeah. We know what it's going to be. We're not announcing it yet. We'll announce it probably in the next episode, actually. Yeah, probably next time. Yeah. Uh, but, but but you can go, if, if you you know, if you know sign up, you can see what it is. Yeah. Uh, dollar is all it costs to get the episode early, and then the $5 tier is the one that's got the voting and some other stuff, and there's also some goals and whatnot. But check out that stuff out. Uh, obviously, we're going to do Spider-Man 2 and 3. 2 will not be next. We're going to mix, you know, we're going to alternate with other movies so that it's not just Spider-Man after Spider-Man for a few weeks. Mainly because there are other blockbusters coming up that we need to do stuff for, that, like we're doing Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the, the stuff we're doing in between them is actually movies for another thing coming out. But uh, so we're, because we're getting to blockbuster season and there's like, you know, the, the sequels or reboots of things that already exist, we've, we've got a few things planned in advance for the next couple of months. But uh, so no. That's been us, so thank you once again for watching, we'll see you next time.